0: Hi, I am Nicole J. Georges. I am a queer, feminist, vegan cartoonist, teacher, and advice columnist living in Portland, Oregon, with my half-blind chihuahua, Ponyo Georges. Welcome to our podcast, Sagittarian Matters. Sagittarian Matters Sagittarian Matters Today on Sagittarian Matters, an advice extravaganza and travel talk with special guest, J.D. Sampson. Stay tuned. J.D. Sampson is a really nice person. She is a really nice person. I hung out with her in Colonial Williamsburg, where I'm teaching a class. And then a week later, I saw her in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, where we did this interview I brought my producer, Panyo to do the audio for the interview, and her cat, Dirty, was there as her PR person to make sure she said everything that she was supposed to say. Uh, how do you know her? You might know J.D. from La Tigra. You might know her as a visible butch, woman who has a mustache. She has been playing music for a long time. She's played music with Peaches. She had a band called Men. She has a record label called Atlas Chair Records. She DJs. She hosts parties. She does art shows, she writes songs, and I really liked a calendar she put out in the early 2000s called J.D.'s Lesbian Calendar, which was a photo calendar that featured her doing different jobs, including working at a movie theater, being a lifeguard, and I believe a dog walker, unless I have implanted that memory because it sounds so awesome. Anyway, she's very nice, and I think that you should follow her and keep up with her projects because she's always moving and creating new art. You can find her at J.D. Sampson on Twitter. Enjoy.
1: Hi, Nicole. I need some advice. Um, so I have a small business, and the way we typically find employees for my small business is by advertising on our social media, which works out great, although actually uh, it sometimes doesn't because it just needs more of the same um socioeconomic and uh, typically racial background type of employees, which is maybe an advice question for another time, um, how to branch out a little bit. But typically that's how we find our best people. However, we have maybe two to three people who constantly apply for jobs over and over again, and we know they're not right. Usually we've interviewed them, and I've tried to tell them over and over and over again in polite ways, so sorry, you're, this is just not going to work out, blah, blah, blah. And they still apply because they're bonkers, and that's what bonkers people do. Um, short of just ignoring them, which I've started to do, and I can't find a way to block certain people on a business like Facebook page post, I don't know what to do. Um, should I just be more and more rude, more and more blunt? I'm sure that's your answer, but that's not my nature, and I hate alienating people, but they just will not go away, and it's super weird. Thanks a lot.
2: Bye. Well, it's not really in my nature to be blunt or rude either, so I can understand how that must be really difficult for her.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, Should I just go with this? Yeah. Okay. I, I wouldn't say to be more blunt and rude. Um, I would say that I don't know exactly. I haven't read the messages that she's sent, but, you know, if she's saying something like, perhaps later on down the line we'll have an opening that more fits your personality or whatever it is yeah i don't know what the business is so it's hard for me to say mm-hmm. but i think you have to omit like any kind of chance for the future so i would say in that sense you have to be more blunt like you have to say you know we're not interested thank you we're moving on you know yeah. something that's yeah because like, i mean i have a hard time with that breaking up with people leaving the
0: door open you're like i don't know maybe just call me in a couple weeks and maybe
2: i'll change my mind i don't know yeah i'm like well you know i don't really don't work for less than this amount of money but i'll do it once oh no yeah like i'm pretty bad about that kind of stuff because i i want everyone to like me yeah yeah it sounds like she she does too it's
0: like people pleasing
2: yeah Yeah, which is hard
0: because then you're like, God, why didn't they get the hint? And you're like, Well, because you told them that they could come back tomorrow,
2: right? But also, I mean, the idea that that person's like crazy um, is complicated. Like, you know, is like maybe they're they just are hopeful, Mm -hmm. or maybe they really are crazy, and like in that case, it's sad that they are keep being they want to work
0: there so bad yeah I would have to say just ignore them but I like your advice of wondering are you keeping the door open a little bit for them don't give them squash their hope in a polite way
2: yeah
0: you know like when the dog's excited to come with me when I'm leaving the house and I'm like you stay here and guard the house it's not see and the dog knows that's Mm -hmm. like my spirit crushing shorthand Mm -hmm. Is like you stay here and guard the house that means like the dog just goes right back to her dog bed yeah so you need your own version of that and just I mean just like a Thanks so much. It's not what we're looking for. Yeah.
2: Not right now. You yeah, cut, you can't say not right now. Cut you the can't write-up. say maybe if you take a class or something. Nothing it's like that. just
0: not. That's just, it's not going to be a fit for us. Yeah. This just isn't a fit for but me. But also
2: in terms of where to look for other people, there's, I mean, you know, I know people that have gotten jobs from, from Craigslist and the match was really incredible. And I, I actually think it's a better place to look for employees. Wow. Rather than, like, your Facebook page. Because your Facebook page, working with friends is complicated. And working with friends of friends is even more complicated. Sometimes. Yeah.
0: I wouldn't be able to do it. To have
2: a business doing
0: that? Yeah. I think that's good advice. And our advice surprised her because it's not to be more rude. No. No, not at all. All right. We're getting into the depth. I feel like that was something I had to learn, like, in therapy
3: or in some kind of like
0: codependency recovery was to like not like when I'm delivering bad news not to try and like make it perfect like make it so they don't even know it's bad news which is my like I love couching I love being like I'm so glad that you want to work here that is so awesome and your handwriting on the application is beautiful (laughs) I'm not gonna hire you it's great having you as like I just like couching it and just like Then they leave, and they're like, what the fuck just happened? Like, what were you trying to say? My therapist at some point had to be like, I don't think that people understand what
2: you're trying to say. Mm -hmm. Because I was, like, dancing around it too much. Yeah, well, isn't, like, I mean, in Codependent No More, there's, like, that whole part about... Like, when you really feel like you can't let someone go because you feel so guilty about it, that's exactly when you're supposed to.
4: Oh,
0: I never read Codependent No More. Or oh. I haven't read it since I was, like, 22 years old. Well, I, I like to listen
2: to it. Oh. Like when you're doing dishes and walking in the house and stuff? <laughs> no, like when I'm, like, on the train. Mm-hmm. If you ever see me on the train, I'm listening to Codependent No More. <laughs> I don't listen to music.
0: That's a pretty big lesbian, that's a pretty lesbian kind of thing Yeah. for a person to do.
2: Yeah, it's a pretty big lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I was looking up the other day, I was, like, talking to somebody, I was looking at our star signs, to get our sun signs together, and I was like, uh, it's really important, I just need to know your moon sign. Yeah. Is that cool? <laughs> like, it's just, then I
2: felt like I was really in deep. I ask a lot of men what their sign is, and I think they're kind of, like, confused. Really? Like, they're like, do you, what? Wow. Like, they think I'm flirting or something.
0: Oh, and you're like, that's not, this isn't, like, a 70s porno. No. This is... This is life. I'm trying to psychoanalyze you. This is a 2016 porno. Wait, what is your sign? I'm a Leo. Oh, I'm a Sagittarius. Mm, Sagittarian matters. Okay.
2: Um, I think we talked about this in the other Williamsburg.
0: Did we? Mm hmm. What is your moon sign? Do you know? I thought you were turning. No,
2: off. no. <laughs> um, Leo. Really? Mm hmm. And it's your. Rising sign? Also Leo? No, but it's something really bad. Scorpio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is why I'm crazy.
0: I either remember that yeah. or I just know that I quite That's the worst be, thing it could be. Like Leo, Leo. But i had this
2: really interesting read, you know, reading this summer by like an 86 year old woman from Dallas
0: mm-hmm.
2: who's amazing. And she told me that my Leo's cancel each other out so i'm like not even like a real Leo. oh she told me that something i was like something else that i've never even thought that i was oh you better stop it what was the thing did you do you remember i haven't recorded i don't um. know, remember but it was really I, interesting and i took notes she was kind of like you have such a hard time being you because you're always fighting with yourself like yeah. you know so you end up being like Unlike all the qualities of normal Leos. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Really interesting.
0: I I can't remember if it was the day that I saw you or shortly thereafter, where I was literally crying on the phone to my friend because I have so much Capricorn in my chart and Capricorn's a perfectionist. Yeah. And then Sagittarius does nothing but make gaffes and trip over themselves. Mm-hmm. And so then I'm constantly like, Why'd you say that? Why'd you do that? Like mm trying to be a perfectionist. Um, I have another question for you that's about polyamory. But before I say that, I want to say something about travel. Okay. Which is that, you know, in life, the only thing that that changes is our perception. Mm -hmm. So there have been times where I've come to New York and been like, oh, I can't find the right thing I want to eat, or just traveled anywhere. My expectations for food on tour have gotten so low that I'm pretty happy most of the time now. Mm -hmm. Like I used to travel and think, well, unless we were in the middle of nowhere on tour, I used to think, you know, what is the, what is the once in a lifetime food from this place? Like, what is the thing I want to eat from this place? And then today, you know, like I got, and like, I would think about coffee too. Yeah, It's like, I'm not getting, but then I started going on tour and going to Starbucks and I felt like such a sellout, but that was, that was what I had to do. But, like, just today I just went to the grocery store and was like, great, I'm going to get some grocery store sushi, this, like, shitty iced coffee, this uh, weird green juice that's called potassium broth, which wow. is, like, the least sexy name for juice Yeah, that, that exists. is really weird. But I realized my expectations are so, you know, yeah. like, I just have, I've thrown them out the door Yeah. when I travel, and I'm just like,
2: how about you just, like, stay alive? Well, yeah, you, so. you, there's, like, two options. You can either, like, go the Yelp route which is what I do which is like look at the highest rated Yelp place in your five block radius wherever you are in the world and just go there. Yeah. So it's like it might be a hole in the wall like Hawaiian restaurant or it might be like a five star steak restaurant. Yeah. See but it's easier for me because I eat everything. Yeah. So like I either do that or it's like lowest common denominator Starbucks or like chain that I know of, or grocery store, or, yeah. like, something like that. Like, yeah. sometimes I'm just, like, I eat a banana. Because I'm, like, it has a case on it. I know that's the only ingredient in it. They can't mess it up, you know? Yeah. So it's, like, <laughs> bananas are my, like, secret, you know? Secret tour weapon? Yeah. And they're also, like, they make you feel better when every anything is wrong. Really? Yeah. Like... I have to they're make sure really this is good recording. good for, like, lactic acid if you're, like, working out and sore. Yeah. But then they're also really good for, like, if you have a stomach ache or are hungover. Yeah. And they're really good for if you're sick.
0: Wait. You work out on tour for real. Yeah. Like how a person imagines they will.
2: Yeah. Like, people, like, have good intentions, but no one does it, but you actually do it. Well, here's the thing. I... When I'm in a hotel that has a gym, I work out in it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that doesn't happen. Like in Europe, that doesn't really happen that much. Mm-hmm. So then I'm kind of stuck. But I try to work out as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't really like swimming, so.
0: Mm. But do, do you ever? I find that I often have these great ambitions to work out, but then I get exhausted yeah. just from the act of
2: traveling. Yeah, but it's really I really like alone time when Mm. I'm on tour with a band. Mm -hmm. So I take every opportunity to be by myself. Yeah. And when I'm on tour by myself, I pretty much am a total loner. Like I'll be in London, and all my friends from London will be like, "Hey, want to hang out?" And I'm like, "I'm gonna go to this restaurant by myself and then go home." You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Do you get Do you get lonely that way? Yeah, but there's something that's really comfortable about being lonely for me. Yeah. I like I like it. Are you an only child? No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. But I, it, it's like I, I, I like being alone, especially when I'm traveling. Huh.
0: I feel both ways about it. Yeah. Like I I like traveling with a group because I like the feeling of being part of a pack. Yeah, yeah. Like a dog. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, this is my pack. Yeah. And even if some of them are so annoying or you just, you need to get away from them. Yeah. I still, if there's like this thing, there's this thing that happens when you leave tour and the inertia is done and then you're separated from your pack. And it's like this post-tour depression is this real thing that people get. And you maybe you don't know about it unless you've been on tour. Yeah. Or like you have like all this momentum and like every night you're doing the same thing over and over and you have a routine and people are taking care of you. And then you get home, and you're, like, by yourself, and oh, yeah. there's no per diem or, or food or, like, really anything yeah. to do. <laughs>
2: and then yeah.
0: you just, like, put your hand out to the mailman. And you're like, can I have, you know, like, my
2: totally. $20? Well, like, when Lizzie Grove was on tour with a tour manager, and it was the same with Peaches as well, and, like, any big tour that I've been on, there's, like, a tour manager that literally wakes you up when you need to get woken up, like, tells you where to eat food, you mm-hmm. know, gives you money, and, like, you don't have to do anything. You don't have yeah. to think about, like, getting paid or anything like that. It's, yeah. like, your job is to play your show. Depress. I mean, there's a lot of things you have to do when you're on tour. But, like, at a certain point, it, I felt very spoiled. And then I remember coming back from those tours and being, like, I can't even wipe my butt.
0: You're like, where's my banana?
2: Yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> banana. Someone yeah. bring me a banana. Yeah. Totally. But- so, you know.
0: Do you prefer touring this way?
2: Like, touring alone? Because you, you go alone now more. Yeah. Um, I think probably it's just time for that right now. Like, maybe in the future I'll want to be touring with other people. But I just remember, like, in my last days of touring with a band, being kind of, like, once you get through security, being like, see at the gate or whatever, just like, I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. Um, And, like, that kind of, that just, like, seems like a sign that I am I needed a moment of traveling
0: yeah. by myself.
2: It's yeah. really interesting to be on stage alone like yeah, I mean I'm sure you can relate to that, but it's like you're doing your own thing and you can't blame anything on anyone else and you can't like have anyone there for backup if you mess up or like whatever. So it's it's very much just like all about what you can do yeah for your own you know, set and that's really complicated
0: I feel That's how I feel about living alone That I can't blame yeah. anyone else Yeah
2: Because
0: if I have a roommate If a roommate is even like Two blocks away And I lose something I'm like Did they steal that? Yeah if I steal, I'd need to text this person And be like Hey Have you seen my white tights? Just wondering Like, like they know Things nobody would ever want Yeah But if I live alone Then I know I can just say that to myself
2: Right, I mean, it's funny, when I'm in the house alone, I find that I'm like, I make like a total mess, like all my clothes are all over the place, and then I'm like, who did this? And then I'm like, oh, it's totally my (laughs) fault, I can't, I'm the mess, Yeah. I'm the mess. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, then it's nice to have a dog, because then I can be like, Ponyo, God, like if I stub my toe, (laughs) I can be like, go lay down, (laughs) it's because you were looking
2: at me. I try to blame a lot on Dirty, the cat, but... She's just always like sleeping.
0: I see that. Yeah. Um, I think that the thing about touring alone and performing alone yeah. is that
2: I feel more vulnerable afterwards. Yeah, yeah. It's like this weird thing where you're kind of like. But then, if you do really well, it feels mm-hmm. really good because you're yeah. like, I did it all myself. Yeah. I yeah. did it myself. I can do something good. I can do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have this image of you just like lifting your fist, being like, "Yeah." Sometimes I feel like that. I end up like going back to my hotel room and just like feeding my like having like like feeling like I I expended so much energy. Yeah, I just need to like totally. eat like as much as that. I'm just like oh, like I just feel like I like my chi is gone. Yeah, and I need to fill it up with Chinese food or just whatever the thing is.
3: Like I'm nu- like food.
0: emotionally eating a nut butter packet, watching TV in that hotel room. What's your comfort food? Comfort food? Chinese food. I like I like Chinese food a lot.
2: I love Chinese food.
0: We don't have a lot of greasy Chinese food in Portland, which is mm-hmm. weird. Um, I think a comfort 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 food would be like pad thai or
2: something.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Uh, like on tour.
2: Yeah, I mean Thai like lete bro. Basically ate Thai every night. Really? Yeah. I mean, I could tell you where, like, every Thai restaurant was at every venue of any city in the entire world. Oh. Yeah.
0: Sister Spit had a bunch of people that ate just whatever. Yeah. And so Tara Perkins would, like, park the van at a Burger King parking lot. And then I would spot a Chinese restaurant, like, across the highway and literally be running. She was like, 15 minutes. Not wait. Of course they would wait. But, you know. So they put the fear of God in you, like the tour manager's like, 15 minutes. So I'm like sprinting across lanes of traffic with this like leaking bag of Chinese food, you know? Being like, I have to eat broccoli or I'll die. Yeah. All
3: right,
0: this is a sexy question. Okay. Get ready.
3: Hi, I am dating a man who's a bit older than myself. He's 59. We're in an open relationship and everything has been going pretty great. We don't um, go into too many details about our uh, sexual comings and goings outside of the relationship. But last time we had sex, he took his shirt off and yeah. had clearly had his nipples worked over uh, to the point of scabbing, which would have been the perfect moment for – I don't know, a polyamory joke, Uh, just kind of like the scabby nipple elephant in the room, and some time has passed. So do I even bother bringing this up? I'm not jealous. I just feel like there was a missed opportunity for a joke at his own expense, which I like. What to do? Is there a way – to mention this that doesn't make me sound totally fucking crazy please help thanks bye
2: well I think the fact that um this person called Mm -hmm. means that it's something that bothers them or something that they want to bring up
0: yeah
2: so that's the first thing I think that it's not just a missed opportunity for a joke (laughs) It feels like it. it, What's the joke saying? The joke is saying, I recognize you have been... having sex with someone else. And... that's okay, but... maybe it feels bad. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean,
0: if joking is your way of bringing levity to whatever... Yeah. Then I just go for a very classic, like... Some pretty classy scabby nipples you had the other day or like... I don't know. I think... What's he trying to say? Is he just... He's just trying to like be like, okay, we can't just both be living in this lie where like you're not covered in like bite marks or whatever.
2: But if it was really just for a joke, then let it go because you didn't make the joke. Yeah. You missed your opportunity. Yeah, you missed the opportunity. But if it's about bringing it up because it hurts you or you... Because you want to bring it up because you want to have another conversation about it and see where this polyamory situation is in your relationship, then that's a whole other story. And I think then that's when you need to be just, like, really honest. And you don't have to sound like a crazy person for talking about your feelings. Like, it would be okay to say, Hey, the other day I noticed that your nipples were scabbed up from what seemed like a sexual adventure. And, you know, I want to have a conversation about our open relationship
0: yeah yeah that's you know? not so crazy
2: no that's not crazy at all it's crazy if you're like <laughs> you know like yeah freaking out when you, you did this to you when your deal was different or yeah. actually it's not even that crazy you, feelings are
0: feelings you just get to have your feelings yeah and they might make someone uncomfortable but yeah it's still your feelings agreed hmm yeah, I don't know. I guess I was, I was trying to think. I I remember one time I was in an open situation with somebody I was dating, and they, they we we're doing some horrible thing on tour where it was like people were making out with people for points. And she made out with this. She chose this girl to make out with that. Like had like weird little like nubby baby pigtails. Okay. And I was so off- I was like so offended that I was like really. I was like that. So then that became the joke. Was like, do you, do you like those baby pigtails? Like you want me to right? You want me to put my hair in like some little tiny nubs like that, and she was like, "Oh no, God!" <laughs> but but it was just that was kind of because I was like, "I'm so disappointed." This is what you chose, yeah. but it was like nothing. It was like nothing. But like the thing of like your lover arriving and just being like covered in marks from somebody else, and you're like, "Hmm, okay." Like moving past that is a little bit
2: yeah i mean it's like jarring and it also might feel you might feel jealous you might feel sad you might feel scared that your lover is having a different kind of sex or a better sex or a it just says whatever. better like it's like <laughs> cut into their chest sex. best sex yeah. ever <laughs> yeah like all those things are real and you shouldn't ignore them because if you do then you're gonna start to resent them and yeah Relationships like, are hard. They are hard.
0: Uh, I, a lot of people have been calling with open relationship queries. For, I, for me or for everyone? For me, just for all the time. Yeah. Anytime, anytime I ask for advice questions. Yeah. It's like the K two or like the Mount Everest of yeah relationships. I think. Well, I
2: think it's like people want to have open relationships because because it's like a radical concept of like self-discovery and self-awareness and happiness that's like new yeah but then i think there's all these feelings that come along with that that are complicated yeah
0: yeah i mean it's people dealing with their most basic feelings of like love and scarcity and
2: family and oh God. god jealousy jealousy okay green Hi, Nicole. Um, I was calling because I am a therapist, and I am interested
1: in dating, Um, except I'm queer, and I work with a lot of queer folks in the community, Um, and I just don't, I think it's weird to be on dating apps, but I also am not opposed to it. I just don't want to run into clients and have it be awkward, Um, so I don't really know what to do except date people I already know, which is, uh, less interesting these days do you have any suggestions or how to do this in a way that's not going to skeve people out i would like to hear that thanks hi ay.
0: this is a hard question um
2: that i have a lot of friends who are queer therapists who have who deal with this oh great yeah so you're like i think one thing is to Try and date other queer therapists. That seems like the number one answer. Really? How do you yeah. meet
0: them? Where do they find each other?
2: I think people... you just I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of a Facebook group. I have no idea. But I, I most of my queer therapists date other... I mean, most of my friends who are queer therapists date other queer therapists. I don't know. I mean, the only other thing I know about is a friend of mine once said like they she met someone on OK Cupid who was a queer therapist mm-hmm. and the queer therapist said I can't date you because I work with one of your friends oh so i see how that is really difficult yeah. but there's a lot of queer people in the world
0: are there yeah i'm always sometimes i forget sometimes i get in my little bubble where i'm like i think i know every gay person Mm. But then sometimes I'm surprised. Yeah. Um, what this you- question's hard because I think about it as a teacher. Yeah. Like the idea of a student seeing you on, you know, like if if I were ever hypothetically on a website like that, there's so many like gnarly sex questions that I would never want a student to look at or know about me, like right. have access to.
2: Right. So I'll be guarded about that. Well, you have to be on Facebook as, like, a fake name. Mmm.
0: Mmm. Okay, wait, this is good. This is... We're adding a okay, layer of intrigue I, here. Cause well,
2: I'm, I... I hope my therapist isn't listening to this, but she might be. But, like, she's not on Facebook as something... As her real name. But, like, my Ariel's therapist is... Is on Facebook as her real name. Yeah. And, like, you can see, like... Who you have friends in common and stuff.
0: Oh, my therapist is on Facebook under her real name Too and Yeah,
2: and like I have a friend Who's a queer therapist, who, who therapist And she's on Facebook as her real name
0: Yeah You just have to have your profile locked down I, I gotta say like I think if I had to advise this person On a website <laughs> to be on I would say go on Tinder because your clients can't linger that long yeah. on your profile without missing all of their swiping opportunities. Oh, yeah. Whereas if you're on OkCupid, there's information there. They can look at it. They can visit it again and again. You know, they can share the link with people. But on Tinder, it's it's like a minute. Yeah, it's like, just a second okay, of a minute. So,
2: and if it w- if you saw your therapist, you would not swipe?
0: No. Like, so, you would look at it for a You don't have to say. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Anal top or whatever yeah, on your Tinder profile. You just say, like, whatever your fake name is. <laughs> whatever your fake name is. And then a picture. And then maybe your client's like, oh,
2: my gosh. But then they just swipe past you. And that's right, it. Right, because you would never swipe your client either. So you would never match.
0: Right. So they yeah. would never actually get to talk to you. And you guys call up like, it doesn't exist. Yeah. But something like OKCube, it seems a little bit more open. Like, I, yeah.
2: don't,
0: I don't know. I don't, like, like in Portland, I can't. Really be on There Because people will send me weird emails Who just recognize me from some other thing And that is weird to me Yeah It's not like Like hot people that are like I recognize you from some other thing Do you want to get
2: a drink? It's like people that are like Yeah Oh I I know I know
0: all about your life Would you
2: Can you help me get a job or something? Or
0: just like I just wanted to like Tell you that I've been lurking your Fucking online dating profile Because I and have no boundaries. Like I don't that's right. that's generally what the messages say. So that's my advice for the therapist. I like the idea of having a fake name on Facebook, so on Tinder you even have a fake name. Yeah. And then there's that maybe there's no shame in your clients knowing that you are a sexual are in being. The dating
2: pool I know it's a little complicated. Like I don't really want to know about my therapist's um outside life. Yeah. But it comes up sometimes. I see her sometimes. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: When I first got my therapist, we would see her, she was a couples counselor, we would see her like at dinner, like anywhere, like for like a couple months, mm-hmm. we would see her like, we saw her like Whoa. three three times, out places, and then we had to talk about it in therapy. Yeah, <laughs> that
2: happens. <laughs> You're listening to Sagittarian Matters with Nicole George.
4: good way is to cope with the idea that all the work
1: you do is ephemeral that you're putting all this effort into something that people might see for five seconds and then never think about it ever again thanks
2: wow i mean i guess i'm assuming that's a question about artwork yeah. um and i don't know sometimes like when i am making work that takes a really long time it's about the process for me. it's like totally not about the outcome at all or yeah. about people seeing it, so I'm not thinking about that yeah um
0: no i, I but it makes it it makes an impact i mean I think, yeah, i don't know I, like culturally, as a queer person making the art that I make, yeah, I feel like it's it may not be like nobody needs it doesn't no one needs to like worship it like a shrine for yeah. it to have made an impact or exactly done something for them or to their brain yeah i mean maybe they're talking about like dumb shit on instagram or something but that doesn't that's not my body of work
2: i mean i can imagine like making something that you put all your heart and soul into and like it goes into a gallery and people will just like walk past it like i can imagine that that would feel badly but um and i definitely have been in that position but i think it's like There's a point in my career where I had to, like, really think about whether I was making work for myself and my own path or if I was, like, trying to make work for an audience. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's been helpful to not focus on my audience so much. Yeah. Like David Bowie. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just, like, I don't know. I feel like art is an expression of a human, not, like, a conversation... I mean it can be seen as a conversation If it's political work But I yeah. I don't know I guess I don't I, I think of that Neo Bustamante shirt That's like, uh, you're, like You're Wait It's like my um. It says like your experience of my work Is not my fault or something mm-hmm. it's, it's my press well. photo It is But I can't remember the exact quote But um, some people have written to me and been like Yes, it is. It is your. You need to think about people's experience of your work. Like that's what an artist does. And I'm. I'm like, oh, I get that. That's like an interesting take.
0: Yeah, but, but then you like, get to
2: like. That's not my. What I choose to focus on, I guess. Mm.
0: You're like applying your codependency yeah. work, and you're like, I'm <laughs> yeah. just gonna detach from your experience, actually. Yeah. Like you're just a person making artwork. <laughs> Why is it going to be so fucking heavy? <laughs> I don't know. I get I get tweaked out about um, I'm an emotional perfectionist, and then I I get tweaked out thinking about how I am representing feminists, Or yeah. art or whatever. But I like the idea of being like you know, the way that you experience this is not my, not yeah. my business. I just don't want to contribute things that I feel like are harmful, mm-hmm. like. I put out this zine about bad roommates. Yeah. And I don't have a great attention to detail. So some guy had given me his comic months and months before, and it was really beautiful. And I just forgot. I just, like, couldn't even... I, didn't, I hadn't read it for months. And I published it, the the comic, and that I think most publishers probably don't aren't like this. But I published the comic, and then I read it, and his comic was vaguely, like, anti-sex worker. His comic was, like... We had a roommate and he was bad. And then we found out he was in porno. Yeah. And it was like him and his roommates all sitting around being like, oh my God, he lied to us about his job. And, you know, it was like, oh really? I wonder why. Because they were all sitting around scandalized straight people that their roommate was like a gay porn guy. Right. Um, But I, like, basically had an anxiety, a miniature nervous breakdown because I was like, oh my God, I just literally paid money to make photocopies of this sentiment to be distributed to the world. Like, yeah. I am responsible for... I mean, that guy made that decision. Yeah. I was like, I'm responsible for, like, taking this idea and then being like, here, everyone. Like,
2: yeah. let me reinforce this yeah. thing that's baloney. Well, I feel like that all the time. Like, even just posting someone's work on Facebook or something. Mm-hmm. So, and then people having a problem or an issue with the work and feeling like I just supported something that no one or everyone's mad about. And now I don't know what to do. You know, it's like that happens. What's your default in that situation? Well, I think I've just stopped posting things on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm just not going to share anything anymore. Basically. I mean, I, I don't, I've become like silent as a, a political, um, Social media Persona Does that feel better than It feels better because I feel like I'm I won't get in trouble Yeah But it feels bad because I think my voice is What's been important about my career Or something Yeah So it's really complicated But um Yeah this culture that we're in is Is scary (laughs) Makes me not want to Say how I feel because I worry about getting in trouble.
0: You've gotten in trouble for a long time.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm. My therapist thinks so too.
0: <laughs> oh, you told me that. <laughs> that. Every time you go in, she's yeah. like, "Oh, really again?" Yeah. Which is weird. Like you're not Donald Trump.
2: No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not even Hillary Clinton.
0: You're not even Hillary <laughs> Clinton. Farish the thought, like. But it it would seem as if... Is it just because people Mm. like you, so they have really high expectations of you, but all their expectations are different and you actually can't hold everyone's expectations at the same time?
2: I think that's part of it. I think I also, like... I've always kind of been in this category of, like, bridge gapper, which is, like, I'm kind of in between two generations and, like, two, like, gender expressions and, like, whatever. So it's, like... I'm always trying to like help help um other people get along or something. So I'm I'm constantly in the middle of an argument or something. Oh I mean, god. I feel like that's part of it maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did that feel okay at a point and then at a certain point you got like
2: exhausted by that? I think the internet just like magnified people's problems with each other in general Mm -hmm. and, like, the ability to um, gang up on someone or, or, like, um, call people out or whatever, like, I think that just, like, changed the way that radical politics gets discussed, you know? And I think it's been really interesting because it's, like, the... The internet has become a place where you can like learn so much about everyone's different feelings really fast, yeah. <laughs> but it's also like really difficult to make a mistake or a misstep,
0: yeah, so. and like bounce back from that, yeah. Hmm. I do fear somebody told me, somebody in Portland was like, I live in fear yeah. of getting in trouble on Facebook,
2: yeah, yeah. Like, I, and I was like, Oh,
0: really? I was like, That's stupid, and then I was like, Oh, yeah, I yeah, also actually, yeah, I feel that, yeah, I feel that fear.
2: I'm just really sensitive, too, so... Yeah. That's probably why I get in trouble, because it's really easy to, like, make fun of some. It's like, in grade school, it's, like, really fun to make fun of the kid that's going to cry.
0: Oh, no, and you totally... You just post selfies of yourself crying when they send
2: me past things. That's what I'm going to do on Snapchat.
0: That's your new Snapchat career? So you taught me how to use Snapchat. I tried. I'm
2: trying.
0: (laughs) I'm working on it. I'm trying to create a story on Snapchat. Yeah. I have like, probably like four followers and like maybe like one of them looks at my videos.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't it's really get it. It's pretty
0: cool. I, I also don't get it, but I'm trying my best. Yeah. Dear Dykes, I am a butch woman. Recently, I have been working with a person who treats me like a straight cis male. My inputs and opinions are continually invalidated. And when I make an attempt at being assertive, I am shut down on account of my behavior being too masculine. I do not care to draw a line in the sand when it comes to feminine and masculine presenting women. I believe we are all oppressed in different ways, and our best bet at moving forward is banding together and creating a solid foundation from which we can all draw confidence from. How can I approach my colleague without my concern being dismissed on account of my sidebar? Okay, this Um, butch person, it seems like their question confuses me a little bit. It seems like they both get treated like a cis male, but they also get undermined... Because they're not
2: mm-hmm. And then Well I think like when you are Somewhere on the gender spectrum Besides like feminine female Or masculine male It's complicated for people Who like Subscribe to that binary to know How to treat you Just because it's like new for them Maybe Yeah. So it's like I, I think it's a lot of teaching unfortunately That has to be done Like I think this person needs to kind of be vocal about like when things are, are bothering them and, and how to, how they want to be treated in the workplace. Mm -hmm. But I think, I mean, obviously everything that they said was very important to think about in terms of being like all women being shut down and not trusted in the workplace. Yeah. And, um, but there is a middle ground between being treated like a man and being treated like a subversive woman. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I listened to this question and I was like, I'm unqualified to answer this question. I was like,
2: I don't know what that experience is like. I mean, I think I relate to it in terms of like being on tour. Definitely people will be like, hey, that chick's hot, right? Want to go get wasted and get a prostitute or like whatever, like and that always made me really angry. Yeah, because I'd feel like, why would you say that to me? Like, what is the difference between me and someone else? Yeah. Um. But then at the same time, I wouldn't want those people to like, for example, tell me that I didn't need to lift a heavy piece of gear because I was a woman.
0: Yeah.
2: So um, I think. It's, for the most part, like, it's because people don't understand what you want to be treated like. And I think it's just about being really clear about that. Like, you just say it? Yeah, I mean, I think think definitely I remember one guy saying, like, I don't want to, like, talk about babes all day or something like that. Mm -hmm. I remember saying something like that. And it wasn't full of, like anger, but it was out of frustration because I hadn't said it for so long, you Yeah. Know? Um. And I definitely say things about carrying gear often. I'll say, like, oh, what, like, you don't think I can carry that? Or something like that. Yeah. And, um. yeah, I think that, I, d- I just try to say things when they come up instead of like letting it build up because it seems like already this person has a complicated relationship to the people in her office yeah
0: yeah one of my friends told me recently she was like yeah if you're feeling uncomfortable like if you get into that zone like your boundaries have already been crossed mm-hmm. like you're not like if you're that uncomfortable it's like a real skill it's a fine-tuned skill to be able to feel that second when your boundaries being pushed Pushed, 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 and actually address it before it gets
2: crossed. Totally. I mean, my therapist brings that up all the time, that, like, those things that bother you, like, you need to keep track of them, because the more they build up, like, you know, the more you realize that, like, you're in a bad relationship or whatever, yeah. even if it's a work relationship, it's just, like, you know, when something bothers you, it's like, you have to either address it then, or, like, not hang out with that person anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard. Addressing things, I don't know why it's so hard, but it just is.
2: See, for me, it's, like, pretty easy to say... Like, I can say... Can you apologize for being late? Because you were, like, 20 minutes late. Like, I can say that, like, Mm -hmm. really easily. But then, if that person is late, like, 20 times, and I... Say it every single time. I'm really bad at like ending the relationship because the person doesn't, isn't respecting my needs.
0: Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
2: So what do you do? I usually just like stay in it and feel like shit and feel like the person isn't caring about me. Like they don't respect
0: your time. Yeah. 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 I have like a bitch complex. Okay. Because I carry a tone. Like, I just live, mm. I live with a tone. Like, I just, I can't, you know, it's like, like, you think about, like, one of the things that, like, over and over again, people are like, you know, people will always call me on my, like, oh, you have a tone. Like, you didn't say blah, 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 but you had a tone. Right. Right. And I'm just like, I wasn't trying to have a tone. Like, I don't know how to stop doing that. But so but I live- there's nothing
2: wrong with that.
0: Well, it just, it's one of those things I'm self-conscious about. Like, I'm like, oh, don't be a bitch. Like, I'm like an assertive woman. So then I get rounded up to being yeah. bitchy. So then in situations like that, mm-hmm. like somebody doing something that's like pushing the boundary, pushing it. I'm just like, don't, you know, like, don't yeah. be a bitch. You're going to make them uncomfortable. Basically, like, don't like they're going to think you're being harsh or you're being this or you're being like, you know.
2: Yeah. But then it's like, what would a man do? Oh, like, yeah. You know. Hey, bro. 20 minutes that's my time no it'd be like I'm out of this business relationship or like whatever you know,
0: respect my time and my time is worthwhile yeah yeah well especially as a teacher getting feedback from students at times where I've been assertive with them and they're like what they're like like bitchy condescending like Mm. you know like controlling like all these things because I'm like please don't bring McDonald's into them don't leave in the middle of class while everyone's working get McDonald's and then bring it back in the class and they're like oh my god she's treating me like a high schooler and i was just like mm, cuz i know that there's other teachers that yeah. freak out 1000 times more than me about things that are almost exactly the same if you know not lesser yeah. and they're like strong strong dude strong dude tell it like it is <laughs> it's just like the most classic Thing. So, I carry that bitch burden with me. So then, when people cross my boundaries, I'm like, uh, "Don't be. I don't want to be
2: rude. Yeah,
0: I don't want to be a bitch to them."
2: I know it's. I mean, but that, it's funny. I mean, I have that too. I think, but I think that I just think, I think sometimes men put like female hysteria on. Mm-hmm. It's like not even bitch. It's just like you're fucking crazy. Why do you care so much about, you know, whatever? Or like, yeah. that really pisses me off. You're fucking crazy.
0: Well, I couldn't tolerate being around that. Ugh. If somebody said, like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do try to own it if I have PMS sometimes. Or oh, Where I'm yeah. like, I'm crying right now because I have PMS. And all my emotions are turned up to 11. Yeah. It's still upsetting, but it's not actually this upsetting.
2: But I just want to let you know. <laughs> well.
4: Honesty is really the way to go. <laughs> Transparency. Yes. <laughs> Hi, this is Patsy from Cleveland, Ohio. I'm calling. Um, this question, I just, I don't want it to seem, well, shallow. Um, but it's an honest concern of mine. I've been meeting this person for about six months, and it's gone really well. I really like them. I um don't know exactly how to approach the subject i feel horrible oh but but the fact of the matter is is they just have really oh awful just oh awful breath i i don't know what to say i feel like i would be doing them a favor if um we just changed it you know like um yeah so uh give me a call or what are you thinking could you help me please nicole please how do i break it to this person that their breath is really something else it it really is but so is their personality they're really just some something else all right thanks this is patsy again from cleveland ohio thanks bye okay this happened to a friend of mine recently
0: really this this is like a dear abby this is like the most classic dear abby letter of all time. I think you have to say something. What do you say? What happened to your friend? What did your friend do?
2: My friend told them. They went to the dentist and they had like a problem and they got it dealt with and... What? They had yeah. a problem? Like yeah. a dental, like they had like a rotting tooth or something? Yeah. Whoa. But like some people don't recognize that kind of stuff and you need someone to tell you. I have had people that I've worked with that had like really terrible breath and I if I ever did I would really want someone to tell me a friend or a co-worker or a lover
0: they just like what is the
2: kindest way they could say that to you I think there's ways that you can like I've tried to do this with, before with people that I've worked with be like I really need to go to the dentist or like You know you're supposed to floss every time you eat? Or, like, I'm going to try and do that this week. Or something like that. So you like, try and kind of, like, put it in the air that it's cool to take care of your teeth in your mouth. And then... Or just, like, have conversations about oral health. Yeah. Oral hygiene. Oral hygiene. Oral hygiene. (laughs) And, um... Yeah, just, like... Or be, like... Or talk about their water intake that that's a big thing too. yeah, or like sometimes it could be like an ulcer or something like that. Oh my God. And then um, if it's still bad, then I think it's worth talking about. Six months is a good enough time to know like if you want to be with that person. you think? I've been with people who had bad breath, and I tried to figure out all those things. People you dated? Yeah. Oh
0: my god! I've, I've always, I've, I some, I always, I attract frequent flossers. That's great. It's,
2: yeah. Um, it's great. But there sport. can be like deeper issues that are like not. Flossing they can't weird. tell, you know. Yeah. Sometimes it's a medication. Mm. The water thing is huge. Yeah. So.
0: Gosh, all those things seem so indirect. Well, yeah. Because
2: really, like, what? You're just going to be like, your breath is freaking me out. I think my friend was like, listen, we have to talk about something. I, you're, it seems to me like there's something wrong in your mouth. It was yeah. It's like that kind of a thing. Yeah. And the person was like really offended, but then he dealt with it.
0: Your friend could have saved their life save their life yeah basically um i hear this that kind of advice like on loveline about people's vaginas because it'll be like guys will call in and be like oh man it's like so rank (laughs) (laughs) and then they'll be like dr drew will be like well maybe she has a medical problem that needs you know you should just tell her like hey i think there's something you know you know whenever you hear them call you're like these stupid dudes but it's true. I mean, it's really like you know. If what you it, would, if you, yeah, you know the spectrum of human smells mm-hmm. from being a per, like a sexual person in the world. Like you kind of know the spectrum of yeah. like bo to morning breath to like yeah. fre- fresh for a date to whatever. Yes. So if something's really that egregious and it
2: continues,
0: then you're like, I'm not a doctor.
2: I have done a lot of research though. Uh, I mean, it's like if you had your finger inside someone and you felt something that wasn't supposed to be there, you would tell them. Yeah. you're like... If you didn't, that would be fucked up. So it's the same kind of a thing. It's a health problem.
0: Yeah. I have an anecdote that I'm not going to share on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, my last question for you is about long distance relationships. Okay. Because you have toured a lot for many years. And my friend... Rocco, who Mm -hmm. you may know. Yes. Um, At some point he was like, he was basically like, I refer to my relationships as long distance because, like, I may as well not live there Mm -hmm. because I'm gone so much. Mm -hmm. Um, But what did you do to maintain while you were doing all this touring? Well, I think,
2: yeah, I think every relationship I've had I would consider long distance even though we live together or whatever because i'm gone so much
0: like you've been touring for how long
2: since 2000 2000 and how many months out of the year are you gone generally it varies um sometimes i'm gone I, i'm usually gone more than i'm in town mm-hmm. so um sometimes like I, a couple of years ago i was doing my taxes and i think i was home like 30 days out of the year or something like Whoa.
0: that. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy.
2: I think that was the peaches year.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, So, it makes it fun in a way because you can see your partner in all these other places and you're mm-hmm. like, now we're in Alabama. Like, now we're in, you know. Yeah. And that's fun. But I actually have a very hard time being at work with my partner. Like, like I get really stressed out because I'm not used to having to, like... Give to someone else while I'm in that Mode or whatever so I usually get Really stressed out when, to try and Like juggle those things mm-hmm. Um And I get kind of mad Or mm-hmm. mean mm-hmm. I would say like Grouchy yeah like I'll be like Like if someone has needs I'm just like well, well I don't Usually have to do- deal with this <laughs> yeah. you know? like, what, is, what are you saying now I'm <laughs> like wait you want to eat something else what? You know, I just like, yelped uh, this place. It's within yeah. five blocks it's, of here. That's the deal. It's good. Take the banana. <laughs> how I do it. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of lactic acid in there. It's good for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's hard for me, but I think, like, you know, I, I recognize when, like, I need to see my partner, you know. Yeah. But I also think it's really great because I love being alone mm-hmm. and I love having that space. And when I'm home, I don't get that much work done because I feel like we're like, when are you coming home? Let's make dinner. Like blah blah blah. Like, mm-hmm. what? What are we doing? You know, yeah, that yeah, yeah. kind of thing. But um, yeah. I don't know. I I like it. I don't know if I could ever. I was thinking about this the other day. Like someone was like talking about their relationship, and and I was like, wow. I can't imagine what it would be like to live with someone and be with them every day. Oh yeah. Like that's what a normal relationship is. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask you that. Like, what? I can't. Im- I mean, I, I, I like it when I'm in town or like, when we're in the same place. But then it's like, I just can't imagine like an entire year of being with that person every single day.
0: Every day. And like yeah. whatever plans, like you just you talk about them and yeah, many meals, many 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 <laughs> meals.
2: Yeah.
0: I have a hard time staying connected long distance, because I start to think of the person as like a girlfriend app.
2: Oh yeah, I mean my phone is like my partner. Like it's always been like that. Yeah. It's kind of sad. Like sometimes I feel like I like sleep with it next to my face, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Like it just like could be it could be an app that just generates like random like nice nice things. What was that movie called? Her? Siri?
2: Her, yeah. I didn't
0: even see Her. Yeah, me neither. But that's that's what I assume. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I, I hear that. Yeah. But I thought, I was like, I bet JD has some good tips. Tips or advice I had this those. app
2: called Couple, which was cool. It was like, it saved all the pictures and like, and it was just for you and your person. But like, it's the same thing as texting. It's yeah. It's like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I don't know. I think Skyping is important. Talking is important. But, like, um, with a voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I kind of think you could text
0: anyone. Not, like, you know, like, sometimes if like, you're talking to someone, you're getting along really well via text. Yeah. And then yeah. sometimes I'm like, you could, ha-, like, I could get along this well via text yeah, with so- almost anyone in the world.
2: Yeah, Like, I know. this
0: could be, like, an Uber driver.
2: That I'm yeah. texting
0: with right now, and we could be saying similar things <laughs> to each other.
2: Well, I say that all the time. Like, when I'm on the train, I could be like, I could fall in love with any of these people. Like, it's <laughs> do like, you say that to your wife? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I do, though. Like, it's like, I, I think everyone is truly beautiful, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, I could imagine, like, sometimes I try and think about it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to try to imagine what it would be like to kiss that Uber driver. Yeah. Like, if this guy was my yeah.
0: husband. <laughs> you know. I know what you mean. Like, you're like, like everyone has something good about them. Yeah. And if you just got to know them a little bit, yeah, that could grow on you. Yeah.
2: But a lot of people are the exact opposite. Like, they're like, everyone is disgusting and I hate them.
0: I feel that. I feel both ways. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I agree with that too. I agree with both. Like, at some point, I'm like,
2: every person's crazy. Oh, everyone is crazy. It's infringing. But that's what's beautiful about them.
0: Really? Because I'm like, it's infringing upon my personhood. To have to, to, the idea of having to deal with any person, I'm like, ugh. Nothing is perfect. It's too much. I mean, if you're looking for
2: something <laughs> perfect.
0: I have it, it's in my lap right now. It's a dog. It's our producer, Ponyo. Yeah. Who's actually overseeing this. Well, she is perfect,
2: it's true. She's
0: she's pretty good. And even she, when I stub my toe, I still go, Ponyo! All right, we should wrap this up. Okay, bye. What, <laughs> what is your last minute advice for
2: people? My last minute advice is to. Do what makes you happy, speak your truths, be yourself, and, like, life is really short. Yeah? hmm
0: Is that the same or different advice than you have for young artists?
2: Very similar. Young artists, have fun while you're making your art. Don't freak out and get stressed out. And definitely don't think of it as your number one job. No,
0: you can't. No, you have to enjoy it. You'll feel bad every day. And express. Mm Express. All right. Make something you like. Yeah. I like that. That's good advice. Thank you. Thank you. Sagittarian Matters is produced by Chris Sutton with assistance by Panyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs of the band Bouquet. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.